Welcome to Vineyard 61's weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired, challenged, and encouraged by this week's speaker. For previous messages, go to our website, vineyard61.org, or subscribe via iTunes or SoundCloud. like board games we were playing uh, board games on Friday night with our kids and a few friends and one of the games was called Sussed anyone played Sussed before Steve has uh, where have you played that Steve amazing um, no one here else has played Sussed okay what happens is you have you have multiple choice questions that are about you and then the other people there have to guess which one they think you answer so it's a kind of like get to know you, but it's quite fun. And so one of the questions that I was asked was, if you could have one superpower, what would it be? A, the ability to fly. B, the power to heal. Or C, the ability to change time. So straw poll here, first of all. Um, which one would you pick for a, for, a super, for a superpower? The ability to fly, power to heal, the ability to change time. Who's going to go for flying? Strong, nice. Power to heal, nice. Ability to change time, quite even, quite a bit, quite an even spread. And so, which one do you think I answered? Any guesses to which one you think I answered? Heal, change time, fly. That could be anyone. It was actually B. It was the power to heal. And then somebody that was playing the game with me uh, said, "If you know, you already, you've already got that one." And I was a bit like, yes, you're right. <laughs> yes. Um, and I was a bit sheepish, really, because I was, thought, I, was thought, I was thinking, I don't really live as if I have that gift. I don't actually, do I actually live as if I have the power to heal? Because I think if I had the ability to fly, I'd be practicing that one all the time. I mean, seriously, wouldn't you just, like, fly across the room? You'd do all sorts. Or if you had the ability to change time. Yeah, I, I think I'd be a bit more cautious with that one because it could mess things up a little bit. But, we, guys, we have the power to heal. How amazing is that? And it was just a bit of a wake-up call for me. So, anyway, back to the main part of my talk. You'll understand why I talked about, talk about this a bit later. So, we planted this church in Balham pretty much four years ago. We were planted from Southwest London Vineyard um, over in Putney, and we started our first evening service in March last year, and then we started another site in Battersea in January this year. And on every single first service, the first service here, morning and evening, and the first service in Battersea, we read Isaiah 61 because we want it to be at the very heart of our church. And even the name, we're part of, we're, we're Vineyard 61, and the 61 comes from Isaiah 61. So we really believe that this is our mandate as a church. So a tiny little bit of background before we read, read the passage. Isaiah was an Old Testament prophet, and he was called by God to deliver his messages to Israel for its welfare. And this chapter in particular, just it, it brings so much hope about the future um, uh, and was ultimately speaking about the coming Messiah. So let's read it, shall we? Hopefully we'll have it on the screens. If you don't have a Bible and you would like one, on the information desk at the back, we do have copies uh, of the Bible and you are really free to take one with our 
blessings. So uh, if you don't have one, please feel free to pick one up. So Isaiah 61. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendour. They will rebuild the ancient ruins and restore the places long devastated. They will renew the ruined cities that have been devastated for generations. And then if you fast forward a few hundred years, you then see Jesus in the temple just after he'd been in the wilderness and he'd come back from there and he stood up and read and picked up the the scroll of Isaiah. And in Luke chapter 4, it, was, it basically says the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Unrolling it, he found the place where it's written, the spirit of the sovereign Lord, the spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Then he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant and sat down. The eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened on him. And he began by saying to them, today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. And you can just imagine that being a bit of a mic drop moment, can't you? Literally, the the passage in Isaiah was foretelling about the coming Messiah. And then Jesus reads the passage and pretty much says, I'm here. And that's why the Jews were in uproar. They literally tried to kill him that day, but he managed to kind of walk through the, off the cliffs and managed to kind of be, be absolutely fine. But they were, they were absolutely livid because there was he basically proclaiming to be the Messiah. Now, I don't know about you. I don't know how many times you've read this passage. I've probably read this passage hundreds of times. But sometimes when you read passages, you become a bit familiar with them, don't you? And you kind of just, Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me because, you know, and, and, you, and you just, it becomes too familiar that you don't understand the impact of it. Um, whereas this phrase really impacted me over the last couple of weeks. And it was the very first verse where it just says, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me. So what does this mean for us? So I love Hebrews 1 and I love how it talks about Jesus being the exact representation of the Father. Exact representation of God, his nature, his being, his, his words, his actions. He was exactly the same. No difference. Everything was exactly the same. And then in John 14, Jesus says to his disciples, it's better that I go because I will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. And that word another, the Greek word is, is alos. And then alos, which means another of the very same kind. It's not another that's a bit like it, but it's another that's exactly the same. And by using this word, Jesus was sending out a clear message that when the Holy Spirit came, the Spirit would be exactly like him. So the Holy Spirit would perfectly represent Jesus. He would do exactly what he said, exactly what he did. And the disciples must have been so encouraged because they were sad thinking about Jesus was going to go. But then 
they were, they were, Jesus was like, no, if you have the Holy Spirit, it's like I'm with you all the time. And so Jesus is exactly the same as the Father. And then the Holy Spirit is exactly the same as Jesus. And so we get the opportunity of having the Holy Spirit living in us 24-7. It's incredible, isn't it? So, so Jesus is like the Father. The Holy Spirit is like Jesus. And we have the Holy Spirit. How amazing is that? Sometimes you, you might hear people say, oh, I wish I was around when 2,000 years ago when Jesus was walking the earth because I would have been, I'd have met him and I'd have known what he was like. But, but we actually have the opportunity to have Jesus living inside of us. It's incredible. It's much better now than it was when Jesus was living. So Jesus modeled what it was like to have the fullness of the Spirit, to be full of the Holy Spirit. And being filled with the Spirit is commanded in Scripture. It doesn't say, try and be filled. It says, be filled. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. It says, don't be drunk with wine. Be filled with the Spirit. Don't live, like, live under the influence of this. Live under the influence of this. Don't let this shape you. Let this shape you. And so Jesus modeled what this fullness looked like, not to shame us and to make us think, oh gosh, you haven't got it as good as I have. But it was like this invitation to pursue, this invitation for more. And so it says in verse 1, let's read it again. He says, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives, release from darkness from the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. These, these are such incredible verses, aren't they? But sometimes, I don't know about you, but I can feel that that's quite a difficult mandate. That's quite a, a tall order to, to, to try and fulfill all of that. It's a bit like I said earlier, we have the power to heal. But the key to it all is in that very first verse. The Holy Spirit is upon me. We can't do any of the rest of it without that first verse. Or we could try, but I'm not sure we're going to get very far. And it's what makes the whole of the passage possible. So if we know the Holy Spirit lives in us, the, the, the Holy Spirit lives in me, he lives in me for my comfort, for my guidance, for my, to be my advocate, but he rests upon me for other people. And we have to understand that when the Spirit of God comes upon us, it's always for action. It's not just to sit and stagnate. It's not just li literally what Johnny was just saying. It's, it's a nice feeling. It's, we might feel all cozy. But that's not why the Spirit comes upon us. That the Spirit comes upon us to change situations and to change impossibilities and to change devastating circumstances because God wants to change and bring total freedom. We can step into the middle of an impossibility knowing that the creator of the universe, the God of the whole world, lives inside of us and his Spirit comes upon us to change situations. So we have this announcement that Jesus makes over his own life and he's basically describing the broken and the poor and the lame and the tormented and he says, I'm here to fix that. 
But the point is, it's the power coming from your life that sets the captives free. The Holy Spirit he sends a comforter and the advocate to bring peace to you. That's for you. But the Spirit who comes upon us, that's for everyone else. That's for the situations around us. But there is an issue that in that we leak. We can ask for the Spirit of God to fill us. In a, you know, in Acts chapter 2, they t- um, there's an incredible outpouring of the Holy Spirit and people get filled and thousands of people are added to their number every, every day. And then two chapters later in Acts chapter 4, it happens again. And it's only a couple of years later. But why, is that, why does that happen again? And it's because we leak. We have to be continually filled with the Spirit of God. We have to live in that place where we're continually being filled with the, with, the, with the Holy Spirit. My stories yesterday might be really good, but I want stories of today. I want stories of this week. It's not good enough to go off your stories of two years ago. And this, the, the Lord has invited us into this relationship. It's all about a relationship where he gets to fill you every day, every moment of every day. And if I'm totally honest, I forget to be filled with the Spirit. I forget. How crazy is that? I forget to ask him to fill me again with the Holy Spirit. I'm sometimes too busy to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm sometimes too busy looking at Johnny's cat memes on Instagram to be filled with the Holy Spirit. That's a whole other story. (laughs) But there are so many things that pull our attention, aren't they? And yet God wants to fill us every single day with his spirit. He wants him to be the number one. Uh, Our kids are now 18 and 16. We've just had quite a momentous few weeks. Abby uh, got her A-level results and did amazingly well and is off to Loughborough in about three weeks' time. And um, Sam got his GCC results a, a week later, did really well, and he's off to sixth form. Bought him a suit yesterday. My man boy. Um, so tensions have been running high in the, in the Bateman household this year. Um, but I remember when our kids were little. And I don't know if any, any of you know little kids. It's like when they aren't hungry, you know that something's wrong. You know that maybe they've got a fever. Maybe there's something, they're just, their stomach's upset. But you know if they're hungry, that something's, if they're not hungry, something's not right. The absence of hunger actually reveals that something's not right. I actually breathe a little bit of a relief when Sam's not hungry now because the appetite of a 16-year-old is quite incredible. But when they were little, you knew that something wasn't quite right if they weren't hungry. And sometimes I wonder if you feel like this. You're just not hungry for God's presence to fill you again. Maybe the beginning place for today is just this invitation, this willingness to become hungry. I want to be hungry. I want to be hungry for the presence of God because the absence of hunger reveals that something's not right. We we want to be people who have good news for the poor, don't we? Don't we? Yes. We want to see blind eyes open. We want to see the miraculous happen. We want to set captives free. But we have to start with receiving the Holy Spirit. If we don't have that, it's all just, it's not going to go too well, let me tell you. But it's, it's not about us. Praise the Lord. 
It's not about us. It's about how amazing he is and being filled with power from the creator God. See this, uh, this water bottle? I could sell this because it's full. Is that right? Actually, I might need my beautiful assistant, Steve. <laughs> Would you uh, unscrew the lid, please? Do that so well. So, it's full, yeah? But actually, it's not full. Because it doesn't, it's not full until it's overflowing. <laughs> it's not full until there's overflow. We had someone there that was really um, not offended, but she was really freaked out this morning because she had really bad OCD and she was really worried about how much water that was going everywhere. But um, she managed to get over it, fortunately. But um, the, So my point is the fullness of the Spirit is not measured by what you have. It's measured by what overflows from you. This kingdom, it's an entirely different kingdom. It functions completely differently. It's not about what I contain or what I keep. It's about what I give away. It's about what I release. And, and maybe it's just this today. We want to pray that the Spirit of God would, would come so powerfully upon us that we would expand our ability to represent him, to carry the presence of God, to deeply impact the lives of people in London. And uh, I, don't wanna, this, I don't want to teach you to suck eggs, this, I've just, but I've just got two simple keys. I don't know where that phrase comes from. So weird, isn't it? Um, two simple keys. First one, make room in your life for times to wait on God and ask him to fill you again. It's literally that simple. It could be that just every day this week or every day over this next month, you set your alarm 10 minutes earlier and you just wait on God and you ask him. You just say, God, I want to be filled with your spirit again. It talks in Psalms about wait on the Lord and it's literally asking him. He longs to fill you. He longs to fill you. He's not, he's not a, a bad father. He longs to give you gifts. And he longs to fill you with his presence. He longs to fill you with his power. We just need to ask. And so it's just a challenge. Like, would you, would you set a reminder on your phone every few hours and go, God, just fill me with your power. Fill me with your Holy Spirit again today. And then the second one is just put yourself in situations which make you uncomfortable. Like Steve was saying, we run healing on the streets every other week. And to be honest, it's not something that fills me with huge uh, joy, thinking about actually going. It's not something that I find that comfortable. And yet when I do go, I find that actually there's an opportunity to pray for some of this Isaiah 61 stuff. That actually if I put myself out of my comfort zone, I might actually get to see some of this stuff happen. And if we don't put ourselves in situations like that, we're not going to see these things happen. Or it might be that you're at work and you overhear somebody say, I've got a bad back. And you just go, take that bold move, take that step out of your comfort zone and just go, can I pray for you right now? What happens if they get healed? What happens? What would happen? People are so worried about what happens if they don't get healed. But I tell you, people are so much more open to being prayed for than you think they are. 
And they actually love that people care, someone, care, care for them enough to offer them prayer, even if they don't get healed. But if they do, imagine. Imagine. So I, I just want to challenge you this week just to do something that makes you feel uncomfortable. Ask for God to fill you with his spirit and then do something that makes you feel uncomfortable. Very, two very simple challenges. So we're going to pray. We're going to ask God to fill us with his spirit. Is that a good deal? And I, I just, I, this morning there was just such a level of, actually, God, I'm really sorry. I'm not very hungry. We want to be hungry. We want to be hungry for his presence. And it might even be that that's the starting point, that you start off by just going, God, do you know what? I'm really hungry. I want to be really hungry. There's a verse in Song of Songs where it says, draw me after you that I might run to you. Draw me after you that I might run to you. And that's a prayer that God would draw us to himself that we might run to him. And just if you, if you pray that simple prayer, draw me after you that I might run to you, would we increase our hunger so that we can pursue him more? So why don't you stand if you're able to? And the band would love to come and join me. And let's just begin to just talk to God where we're at. Let's just tell him that we're hungry or we're not hungry or we want to be hungry. Let's just spend some time. And maybe it's that you've never asked God to take control of your life before. Maybe you've never said, God, you know what? I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I want you to have control. And this is the time to just say, God, I give you, I surrender again to you. So God, would you fill us with a hunger? Would you fill us with a passion for you? Would you fill us with a, uh, would, yeah, would you sort of convict us that, that that absence of hunger shows that something's not quite right? Would you draw us after you that we might run to you? And we just ask, we ask for a fresh infilling of your Holy Spirit this morning, this evening. Would you fill us again tonight? We want to do all of that stuff that's in Isaiah 61, but we cannot do that without your power. God, would you fill us? Would you, would you expand our capacity to be filled with your power? you need prayer for anything if you want to be uh, filled with the Holy Spirit for the first time or you want to be refilled please come and uh, come down the front we'd love to pray for you or grab your neighbor and get them to pray for you we're just gonna uh, um, sing sing this song of response and like prayer to God but if you want to to take a take a step and get some prayer as well then please come down the front Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. Tune in next week for another life-giving message from one of our Vineyard 61 speakers.